0: Welcome to another P.A. Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host and spokesman for the entire Republican Caucus in the House here in Pennsylvania, Jason Gottesman. Jason, welcome to another P.A. Policy Podcast. And as you suggested when you walked in the door today, there's a little bit of football spiking that needs to be done right now for the people of Pennsylvania Boy, did the people come out and have their voice heard on Tuesday. Jason, what is
1: your reaction to this and and what does this mean as we move forward? Well, my reaction is exactly uh, what you said. This is a a great day uh, and a great week for the people of Pennsylvania. They spoke up with an extremely wide margin and said that we want our voice back we want our elected representatives and senators to have a greater role we want greater checks and balances we are join our founding fathers both of this commonwealth and then this nation and being skeptical of of one person call, being able to call all the shots this is that's what they said that's what that's what we have now, and you know we have been preparing in earnest behind the scenes in order for us to be ready in case uh, of this eventuality, which we hoped would happen. And so, as we're ready to return to session next week, you know we're beginning to formalize those plans, uh, get get the balls moving uh, as they as they say, and get things in place so that we can respond reasonably and responsibly to the uh, various uh, issues that are currently facing the Commonwealth. One being the the, the waning days. Thankfully, now it appears that the COVID 19 pandemic, uh, the scourge of opioid addiction and uh, whatever natural, physical or uh, other disasters might affect the Commonwealth going forward. We stand at the ready to bring the common sense leadership that Pennsylvanians have entrusted us with for centuries uh, to, to go ahead and provide leadership during these times. This is uh, again, this is a a resounding message from the people of Pennsylvania that they want to have their voice heard. And that voice is most clearly expressed by the people who are closest to them. And that's the representatives and senators, not some governor who starts delegating authority to unelected bureaucrats or keeps it all in himself to be making unilateral decisions that don't make any sense. And sometimes it
0: takes a situation like this for people to realize that the law is a little bit out of whack or a person was given a little bit too much power because the law was written in such a way that it was never imagined that it was going to be used in this manner. That being said, Jason, the, the thing that that grips me as we, as we step forward here is that we have to find a reasonable way to work together. It seems like we've had such a fracturing of our... Uh, identity as as a nation, as a state in the last couple of years. And this really demonstrates that now we need to work together, both parties, everyone teaming together to get things done positive for the group of the people that is everyone out there, not just the hard left or the hard right.
1: There's there's a there was a myth out there that this was going to be a way for the general assembly to step in and have unilateral authority. Now that's even how the Wolf administration wrote the ballot questions. And I will say that even though they wrote those ballot questions even stronger than the powers in which we actually believe that we have, as to, as given by the new constitutional amendments, people still voted for them anyway. Um, and, and that is even even more in our favor of about you know the the kind of checks and balances the, that the people of Pennsylvania. Um, uh, truly truly want but what this does give is it doesn't stop the, the ability of a governor to declare a disaster emergency disaster what what it doesn't what it doesn't do is it doesn't stop the ability to quickly respond to an emergency disaster situation what it does do is after 21 days, uh, gives the General Assembly a seat at the table to say, does it still make sense to continue this in whole or in part or not at all? And in a situation where, let's say, we have given that authority to the governor to continue managing uh, the, the emergency situation for another three weeks, at some point when when that authority s- stops making sense or the governor's going too far with the, the things that we have allowed him to do uh, or her to do in the future, you know, then it becomes uh, uh, we have the ability to end it entirely and take that power back entirely. And it seems
0: like there's a information issue here as well. It, I, I believe personally that had the governor been more open with the information he was using to make his decisions... That the legislature wouldn't have had as big a problem. But now we know that the governor is going to have, whoever the governor is, is going to have to deal and share information with the legislature just to get things moving forward. And I think that that overall is a good thing because that means information is going to be available to the people.
1: It is a good thing. And, and, and I think what the people of Pennsylvania have wanted from the beginning is a bit of a collaborative decision making here. They, ha- they haven't necessarily been in favor of, you know, just this one, one person autocratic decision making that. That is done in the shadows with no transparency. You know, people's lives have been affected as a result of these decisions. Generational businesses and 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 things that people and communities have pride in have been shuttered and and shut down permanently as a result of the decisions that have been made and they don't know who made them, they don't know how they were made. You know, we just there was a study that came out from ABC News last week that said that restaurants and small businesses actually weren't the super spreaders that people feared that they were. You know, the, the science here, everybody says we need to follow the science. It's, it appears as though this administration was more often following the science of fear, following political science, uh, but not following actual science. They were looking at numbers and trying to make them say what they wanted, not what they actually said. And they did that all while going around the General Assembly because they didn't want to work with them. And work with us in a collaborative manner. Now, I will say when we have worked together, like take the vaccine task force, which has, believe it or not, been expanded beyond just vaccines. Um, the like, for instance, the decision to. Uh, lift uh, mitigation measures by Memorial Day was made by the Vaccine Task Force. But our vaccine situation went from nearly dead last in the country to getting vaccines out to uh, being now almost in the in, in the top half. Some places have us in the top 10. And that is a result of collaborative decision making that, that takes the, the voice and the input of the legislature and some of the things that we have resp- been responding with legislatively and uses those in an effective manner to for the benefit of Pennsylvanians. We could have been doing this from the beginning, right off the bat. We tried to form a task force to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. The governor vetoed it merely because he didn't want to work together. He didn't want anybody telling him his decisions didn't make any sense. The people that were actually making the decisions, he was the one who gave the final rubber stamp to things. But the people making the decisions didn't didn't want anybody else in the room. They didn't want anybody else to help out. They didn't want any other anybody saying, "Well, I don't care." You know, the people are saying this. They didn't care what the people said. They only care what they thought. They and, didn't want any dissenting voices th- in the room. That's exactly right. And and dissenting voices oftentimes, uh, you know, help sh- shape things in a way that makes things a little bit more palatable to the people. So the things that make make sense are, are generally more well accepted. Uh, and when people understand why you're making the decisions, you show them the information. You let them know who the decision makers are. I mean, one of the the the, the core or federal constitutional rights, is the ability to petition your government and to, to tell them you think you're, they're doing a bad job and provide your input. When you don't know who's making the decisions, when you don't know who to go to, when your voice isn't being heard, that right is being denied. And, and frankly, this allows these things to be more transparent. Everybody knows who their state house member is, their state senator is. And it really brings these decisions closer to the people of Pennsylvania and makes them know that government's going to be working for them, for their communities, for their interests, and, and not just out of fear, out of knee-jerk reactions and, and doing things that just don't make sense. All right,
0: so now that we've actually done something about this, leading the nation, making sure that the people have their say and that their voices are heard, give us a little bit of a time frame here. What has to happen yet before legislative action can be taken?
1: Well, we're, we're currently in the process of trying to find out exactly everything that might be, you know, at stake if the disaster declaration is rolled back. Federal funding, regulations that have been waived and suspended, things like that. So we're getting finally that final picture of what everything looks like. You know, we're formalizing our legislative plans. We're in session on Monday through Wednesday, and I think our goal is to try to start working on some of this stuff sooner rather than later. The 21-day clock began on Election Day, so you know, time is running out. Uh, for which we have to to continue on with this emergency disaster declaration uh, if we cho- so choose or if if we feel it's prudent to do so. So and and I think uh, next week, the people of Pennsylvania will sort of see uh, the opening salvo in our legislative response to their vote uh, on Tuesday.
0: And of course, the governor does have a say
1: in this. I
0: understand that when things run out, he can choose just to not renew them. But this is on him
1: then. That's correct. Uh, All indications are that he will end up renewing the disaster declaration today and give the 21 days from, from there on out. Uh, we, you know, we will be able to work within that, say, uh, period of 21 days in order to, to do a, a response that is reasonable and responsible and reflects the, the vote that uh, Pennsylvania has made to basically say, one, we believe that this emergency disaster situation has gone on for too long. We believe that the powers and the authority and the decisions by the governor have not been appropriate, and it's time for, uh, for somebody to, to, to be more responsible with how these things are done. This has been the
0: PA Policy Podcast. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.